All right. I'm David G. I'm Cooper. I'm Arpon. And I'm Mama Key. <laughs> if you look for the good moments and learn, learn from, from the, the bad, bad, you're in the right place. This is the Live and Learn podcast. All right. So today we have um, our very wonderful guest, Mama Key, joining us today. And we are going to be talking about entrepreneurship in the early stages um, and developing big ideas. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so Mama Key, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Mama Key? Okay. Well, so my name, full name is Mama Key Donzo. I'm currently a sophomore in college right now. So I've, I guess because I've always been a business person, I remember the very first time I would say I did some something business related would be first grade. So there used to be like these markers, the smelly markers. And if you had them oh, yeah. back then, you were considered a cool kid. So what I would do is um, I would have I had this little notebook. I would write um, down names and stuff. And this is when I came across the word appointment. So it was like a huge thing for me. I'm like, OK, so this is what appointment means. So I would charge the kids in class a quarter to use my markers for like a, a um, for like a full day. And I would write their name, what time they used, they what color marker they took and stuff like that. So that's when it really first started. And then came second grade, did the same thing. And then third grade, I started selling snacks, but that didn't last long. And then so I just been selling things all throughout. Then up to eighth grade is when I um, no seventh grade is when I went in the bathroom. I took the scissors and and I <laughs> and I cut my hair. And afterwards, I was I was calm, kept the hat on because I didn't want my mom to see. But finally, she found out and she was like, forget Why did it. you cut your hair? Okay, so I came across YouTube. Well, YouTube was always around, but I wasn't yeah. really into YouTube. But I started watching more and more videos. I saw girls, my skin color, with like very pretty, like nice, curly, kinky hair. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, like, do I have hair like that? So as I did more research, I found out, turns out I actually do, because I would notice that my roots were really curly mm -hmm. and then my ends were like straight. So what I had was heat heat, um, heat damage and chemical damage because mm -hmm. I would always get perms. Mm -hmm. So that's when I just said, screw it. I just cut away. And then my mom found out. So she at first she was mad, but finally she gave in and she just helped me cut the rest of my hair. So that's when I started my natural hair journey. So I was on YouTube specifically for hair. But somehow I got introduced into drop shipping and um, the whole online stores and stuff like that. So keep in mind, I'm in seventh grade. I'm learning more and more. And I came across this one um, kid. I forgot his name. He's like, he was 16 at the time, according to him, when he started his drop shipping business. So I did research and it was talking about, oh, all you need is eBay, um, eBay, Wait, Amazon. So you, you, you got into drop shipping at, in what grade? Seventh grade. <laughs> Seventh grade. So do you think... A seventh grader should have any business. <laughs> no, yes and no, depending, <laughs> depending. So I got into drop shipping at um, in seventh grade. I did some research. I made an Amazon account, got verified. I did everything in my mom's name. Did I have permission? <laughs> no. Well, the Amazon doesn't let seventh graders drop ship or do that <laughs> No, because they want to verify your um, age, your name, and all of the, and all of that for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. So I knew wait, my. Wait. So you knew your mom's like social security, and all that information. <laughs> yes. 
Did you have to dig around and find <laughs> the paperwork or was it just lying around? It's I guess because they just lying around because my mom always keeps all of our paper in like this one specific area, yeah. birth certificate, IDs, anything. So I would just go in and just mm. grab what I needed. So that's what I did. So I already knew my all of my mom's information by the time I was in seventh grade. So I went in, created an... What did she find out? I mean, see, my okay, that's the thing. My mom's always been supportive. Like, I would do it, then I would tell her. So so you're the, the um, you know, ask for uh, forgiveness later person. Pretty much. Because yeah. I knew she would support. So uh-huh. it, plus, I, I always told her, when, when I'm making, you can have your big house, you can have your dream car, you can have whatever you want. Uh-huh. So I have my Amazon account set up. eBay was easy. They didn't really require much. So I also had that set up. And then next was the um, finding out what, like what's the hottest product, um, like products, what's going to make you more money. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, um, again, I use Amazon. I will look for what's selling right now. And then I would have, and then that's where I got into finding suppliers. Came across this one company, forgot their name, but they cost $80 for a membership. So I begged my mom <laughs> to give me $80 just so I can apply. So I applied. Wait, what is this program? It's this. I forgot. I forgot their name, but pretty uh-huh. much they have different um, suppliers and stuff. And you will go through. It's like legit suppliers. So instead of using Alibaba or AliExpress uh-huh. and getting scammed, they're all verified. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's worth the investment. Okay. So they had different um, suppliers and stuff there. You would just go out, um, reach to them. You guys would mm-hmm. agree on a deal and stuff like that. So I had. I had did that, and then there was another website called Bank Bank Goods, I think Bank God or Bank Goods, kind of similar to AliExpress, but it's a little different. Mm-hmm. So I also applied for that. So drop shipping is pretty much where you find a product, a product. So you're like the middleman. So you find a product, um, you sell it for for two times, three times higher than act the actual price. And then when the customer pays you, you go through pays this pay the supplier and the supplier ships it out for you. So you don't have to worry about um, shipping or any of that or having the product on hand. So I thought about it. I was like, okay, I like that. So I did more research and I came across a 16 year old. According to him, he was able to save up um, up to thirty thousand dollars and was able to get his dream car and keep the money for college. You said 13? No, 30. Oh, 30,000. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot. No, 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 the age. Oh, he was 16. 16, okay, okay, okay. He was 16. From dropshipping? Yeah. And when I think about it, I was like, okay, because the car I wanted, I wanted a Jaguar. I don't Mm. know why I thought I was able to get it. I was going to be able to get a (laughs) $70,000 car. (laughs) I had a whole plan. Okay, At what age? How how old were you when you wanted this car? Um, I think I was... I didn't even have my license or anything then. That's the thing. So I think I was like 13 or 14 at the time. Uh, dreaming big. Yeah, because my plan was to get my um my my permit at 16. So I had the whole plan and how I was going to do that, how much I was going to pay mm-hmm. a month for insurance, all of that. <laughs> so, um, Wait, so then where's the Jaguar now then? We going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Reality happens. <laughs> so, um, so after failing multiple times, I was frustrated and I came across a lot of scammers on eBay. So 
So there, so there was this thing where they would send out a email saying, "Oh, this person has paid you, ship their email. I mean, ship their product." The whole time it was a fake email. So I'm thinking, "Oh, it's PayPal." Oh, like a phishing scam? Yeah, like a phishing scam. So it will like have it will look like PayPal actually send it. But mm-hmm. when I log into my PayPal account, I'm like, I don't see the money. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would, um, I would, I would like message them back on um, eBay and be like, "Sir, I don't see the money." I would try to sound so professional, but it just. I just know they do. <laughs> and then, um, uh-huh. oh, and then so after just having to go through that a lot during the time, and plus the products I was trying to sell was, it just wasn't um, the best idea at the time because I was more focused on getting rich quick or making um, a few quick bucks and just being done. So after being. So why, why didn't that work then? Cause it was, it was okay. So I was trying to go for things like, uh, like a, a game controller and stuff, PlayStations, and it just wasn't. No, it is no. Well, because like the cost was too much. Yeah, the cost was too much, and plus, um, well, I didn't know back then, but not everybody could sell it. I think you needed like a license, mm-hmm. like you had to be in agreement with the actual people. Like, oh, okay, you're with you're, like you're, Sony, you're, yeah, oh, like with you, Sony you're, stuff. Um, like verified, yeah, like, retailer. You, yeah, you had to be a verified retailer. So, so you, so they would have permissions, like, like you would know they're legit and yeah. it's not no knockoff. Exactly. So I wasn't aware of that at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, he said he has this and yeah. that. I'm just gonna trust them. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really like I didn't have that much knowledge back then. So after failing so many times, I finally went on um, a, the website is called Cora. I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. Q U O R A. Cora, where you yeah. can ask questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have. So I went back to the boy who had made his post and stuff. I searched his name on Facebook, found him. So I was trying to reach him, but Facebook wouldn't let me send him a friend request. So I went through his friend list. I added everybody on his friend list. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody added me back, and that was his cousin. Uh-huh. So I messaged him. I was like, hi, you don't know me. Da-da-da-da. I'm this age. I'm trying to get a hold of him, and I see you guys are friends. Can you please connect us? And I told him what it is that I was trying to do. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, okay, no problem. That's actually my little cousin. So he was like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. So after a couple of hours, um, the guy actually messaged me back. Mm-hmm. So then I went and asked him a couple of questions and he and I asked him, how were you able to get traffic to your um to your website? Like, how will you, how how did you get your products to sell? And he pretty much just told me that he posted at least um 30 products, products a day. So he was very he was consistent. And that was something mm-hmm. I lacked. I wasn't as consistent. Like I was more focused on one product and stuff. And then I wasn't as good at um marketing and doing um advertisements at the yeah. time so facebook advertising wasn't working and i didn't have a job so i was very low on on my on my budget so he told me some ideas and i tried it and it just didn't work because at the time it wasn't as saturated but i didn't have the um i didn't have a proper foundation or like the funds to like help startup me capital. yeah start start off cap capital and stuff like that so that was a fail, but you know I still kept um, drop shipping with me. Like I well, still. What did you end up learning? Oh well, first I learned um, how important it is <laughs> to make sure people are actually legit. So like I got more into regulations, um, policies, and just rules overall. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also learned more about advertising and stuff. 
So I got more into Facebook advertising. I went to watch a couple of videos on how um, you work with the settings and stuff. Yeah. So we're overall- also doing like um, SEO stuff as far as like um, uh, tracking like um, like uh, the type of people that will like, you know, buy your products. Oh, yeah. And also um, that actually comes on later on. Yeah. So after failing for a while, I believe I was in ninth or 10th grade again. And I was like, okay, let me give this a try. So I had a job now. I was working at Walmart because the plan was to go get a job, save up, and then try to use that money. Didn't work. Had horrible money management. (laughs) (laughs) So I still tried anyway. I remember I bought this course, this dropshipping course. So I watched it. You bought those courses? Yes. And I was. Those courses are terrible. I know. I watched and it was like, it's just literally everything that I already know. It's it's always like the basic stuff of like, Mm -hmm. you know, any like person who could do a quick Google search would find. I know. It's never like information that would actually like help or like propel you forward. It was just so promising. So I'm like, okay, if he could do it, I could do it. So I applied and I told. How much did you spend? It was only like $200. They had a sale. Don't say only $200. <laughs> like it's not some money. Okay, it is. But they had a sale at the time. So it was like $1,000 bundle value. But we'll give it to you for $200. So, you know, that's the scam. Right? I, they say that it's worth $2,000. So that, you know, the $200 price tag seems like more reasonable. I was in 10th grade. Plus, I learned about that method later on. <laughs> <laughs> That's an egregious one. Usually, usually it's like, you know, they'll say like, oh, this product is worth like, you know, like $300. But for you, we're, because we're doing a special deal, we're going to knock it down to like 170 or something like that. I know. It's like a $1,000 value. Jesus. So 10th grade came. I, this time I found a niche. Um, I went on Fiverr, got a logo and everything. So I was ready. So um, I decided to get into makeup. So I used AliExpress. I looked at the ratings to see what products, what makeup products were selling the um, fastest and stuff. And then I also went and looked at some competitions to get an idea on what what their best selling was as well so that I can copy from them. But that still didn't work out. Again, I was very I was still inconsistent and I was expecting it to be a quick, a get rich quick thing. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of the things that you learned your lesson. Yeah, a lot of the things that YouTube gurus don't tell you is that it takes time and that the first time isn't always going to be like it right there. Of course. I feel like that's like the the biggest thing that a lot of like like young people or just like young people trying to like get into like entrepreneurship don't understand they'll see like the big success of like you know this like person oh wow you know they're doing so well but like now realize like the hard work and like effort that you know mm-hmm. got them to that point because um I, I think there's like a a really big saying that i like is like um it takes like 14 years to become an overnight success yeah i think you, know? you say that like every episode <laughs> i might i don't know it, it's very relevant it's it very is. relevant no, it okay is. it's good to nail it down um but yeah, continue. <laughs> um, where was I at? Um, you were on you're sophomore, and you just bought the course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh-huh. I bought the course. Or no, you you started doing you started makeup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so makeup. Okay, mm-hmm. so that didn't work again. It what they the picture they sold to me, I didn't really see it happening. So it was like, that's when reality kind of hit me. And then my mom starts bringing up college and then school starts bringing up college. So yeah. I was like, I just have a lot to do. So I started driving and I was like, okay, I have car insurance to pay and I have this to pay or yeah. I have to like, now it's like, I have to be more responsible. And it's like, I can't just 
rely on drop shipping to be the way like I need to have a backup plan and stuff. So that so my whole plan changed, but drop shipping was still on my mind. I was like, okay, um, I'm gonna move from this, but I'll still do research on it. I'll still learn from this and so on. So I stopped and then I got back into it a couple of months again, this time on Shopify. So I went and bought a logo on GoDaddy and all. So I thought I was set and yeah. I still failed again. So at this point I was like, okay, maybe drop shipping, drop shipping is dead. So okay, well the the really interesting thing to me, and I like because we had this uh, conversation before, mm-hmm. is like you got into like drop shipping like super super early when it was like actually still profitable. Because mm-hmm. um, like it, I don't think it's profitable anymore. Like I like it's like um, or at least it's harder to be very because yeah, like it, it's super oversaturated. Yeah. You know, like you have to like have like you know some like really like you have to catch trends like super heavy. Yeah, like or you uh, have some sort of program that's mm-hmm. like doing it for you exactly. Anymore. Um, so to like hear that, like, you know, you've like went through like all of these, like, you know, um, trial and error situations when like dropshipping was like actually popping shows how difficult that like, you know, it actually probably was. Um, cause it's, it, it's not an easy process. It's, as not, I can it's not as easy as they make it seem. Uh-huh. Yeah. So was, uh, was that $200 course worth it? No, it's not. <laughs> Definitely wasn't. Was not. Was not. So after that, um, I got into hair. So I've been growing my hair since I cut it in seventh grade. So um, like I said, I didn't have the funds. So I was always a YouTube person. So how to make your own hair oil, how to make your own um, deep conditioner, how to make this, this, that. So throughout the years, I've always been creating. I've been, I guess you could say I've been somewhat creating a hair brand without knowing so by the time I was in 10th grade, people be like, oh, my God, I love your hair. Is that your real hair? How'd you get it like this? What do you use? Like, and I'm like, I don't really use nothing besides my own products. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started making little samples for my mom, aunts and like close family members and stuff. They started using it, got some pretty decent feedbacks on them as well. And I also got some bad feedbacks as well. So things I could work What's on. What's the bad? The smell. The smell? Yeah, because um, a lot of my ingredients that I use is stuff like onion. It's really good for your hair, but it's, uh-huh. it's just the smell. Uh-huh. Coffee, great for your hair, just the smell. Uh-huh. So it's just, again, the smell of it. And then um, and just so when you mix water and oil, you know how the oil sits on top of the water? Yep. So I was also lacking the um, knowledge. So that's when the science part came in. Like, okay, it turns out there's like this thing that like helps it. Become one. Mm -hmm. What it's called? Something like that. So there's different kinds. So you have to look to see. Okay, do I use this for more oil based or more water based? So I still had a lot to learn in that criteria. But by the time I was in, I would say 12th grade. By the time I was in 12th grade, I was like more confident. I was leaning more. I had like a full hair growth oil, um, like ingredient recipe all all figured out and stuff. So. So I would, so I was, so I always had that. So, Wait, so like, were, were you still like using kind of like, um, uh, how should I say this? Uh, like raw ingredients for everything or like, do you, cause you said you figured out like the science, like we're using, um, like compounds of like, you know, like, uh, the ingredients that you wanted to use or like, how did you, how did you like break it down? Okay. Can you well, tell us without, uh, okay. giving away the secret sauce? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for the hair oil, I came across a, um, What's the word? It's 
pretty much it just helps with oil life so it doesn't go it doesn't go moldy or get bad I forgot the name oh my goodness but oh, it's, isn't this your product yeah it's like a preservative a preservative that's the word i'm a preservative okay so i have a preserve so i found a great preservative that pretty much helps with the oil life and stuff so i did some research um campus beauty is a company that i love um shade moisture i like them um cantu i personally like them but a lot of naturals don't like them so i went through i saw um okay how long is their oils um, able to be used for and stuff so just so I can get an idea about preservatives which which I came down to six months of um shelf life that can that, that was good enough yeah so I had that figured out and then for compounds with the um mixing the shade well for the hair cream mixing the shade and the oil to get it all to like be just one and creamy I came across a compound but I don't really like that so I'm still kind of looking for that but as of now I just have my detangler and my hair oil that's like all like so those set are the for. two product or products that product you have that I that I have that I like the actual yeah. um the actual results it gives because yeah. the hair detangler is just okra and a couple of other things so yeah. it's great for hair slips mm -hmm. for people with really tight curly hair like mine yeah so that's very easy to use plus I like the smell as well and then um so I had so I got those figured out so now I'm still kind of working on like the hair cream because the thing about hair well wait so how are those like two products like doing right now because like um uh again when I talked to you last mm -hmm. I know you were telling me that um the the oil you were like kind of like uh, trial testing it like you know mm -hmm. giving like free samples to like people and like seeing like feedback and everything where is it today like you know like what's, okay, well, your, what's like the progress well as of now progress is still slow but i like what i'm seeing yeah um so far i have my logo figured out um i have my bottle size and amount and everything figured out i know how much it goes into a bottle now to mm -hmm. create it and um and I have more, I guess you could say, more results now and more feedback than mm -hmm. I have before. So now I'm even more confident. So at the moment I'm working out, I'm working on my website okay. so that I can, okay, at least I can start selling my um, hair oil. So you've like figured out like the, the packaging containment and yes. like, you know, taking care of all of that. Taking care so of like, all of that. Basically like, so the moment like uh, you set up your website, you can basically start shipping stuff. Pretty much. Okay. What's even right now. Sorry. What's oh. your website going to be called? Oh, Mama Keys. Mama Keys? Okay. Yeah. So I just like decided it. to make my name, my logo. Uh, <laughs> Overall, Mama like, Keys. Mama Keys hair, Mama Keys clothing, Mama hey, Keys fashion. Can you pull up a picture of the logo? You said what? Can you pull up a picture of the logo? Oh, yes, actually. I'm gonna have to step out in a few minutes here, so. All good. Yep. But yeah, when you plan on leaving, it's, it's been a pleasure so thus far. Um, <laughs> I wish I could stay longer, but <laughs> duty calls. Okay, so this is it right here, oh, and that's so with the black background. Words with the key. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, Mama Keys. So that's oh. my hair growth oil um, labeling. Mm. So it has hair growth oil on it, and then yeah, I'm always able to go in and just change it. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> All right. So goodbye, Cooper. Yep. We'll All right. Have a good night. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no problem. Um, yep. I'll see you guys. Adios. Peace. All right. And All then right. there were three. And then there. <laughs> and then there was. Well, okay. Whatever. Are you trying to like game? I'm not. I'm just right saying. Now? I mean. Okay. 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 <laughs>
I am so clumsy. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Um. So, your first two products ready to go. Mm-hmm. Got your logo. Setting up the website. Um. And you have one more product that you're going for right now. Well, I have a lot of other products that I'm going for because yeah. I still have to work for um work on shampoo, deep conditioning, and stuff. But so you're like you're basically setting up an entire hair care line. Yeah, entire hair care line, and I want to make sure I take my time and actually get the ingredients right because it's yeah. like what works on my hair may may not work for your hair. So I want to make different variations if I have to, like, understand, okay, why doesn't it not work for this and this and that hair? Plus, as, plus throughout my journey, I'm also trying to learn as more about hair as I can. So I'm always yeah. looking at different cultures, different um, religions and stuff. For example, like the, um, I believe they're called the Yao woman. I think they live in China or Japan. They have very okay. long, beautiful hair. That They're the ones that wise water, the whole little wise water um, method and challenge came from. So it's pretty much where you let you pull rice in um, water and you let it ferment and it's supposed to have nutrients and stuff. Okay. So when I came across that, I tried that and I noticed that um, my hair would be very brittle and I didn't like the smell. So I did more research on it and it turns out people weren't making it the right way. You actually have to add essential oils to it. There's this fruit that you're supposed to add. It's a relative of the grapefruit family that also helps with the smell and you um, add other herbs and other essential oils and stuff. So I find that very interesting. So I'm also kind of leaning towards that as well. So I still have a lot of testing. So uh, like, what's the purpose of this product? Oh, uh, that would be like the protein treatment because uh-huh. rice water has, it's supposed to have a lot of protein, which yeah. helps with hair elasticity. And okay. yeah, so I'm leaning towards that as well. And then another thing I'm doing is signing up for like seed programs. So I currently just won one at my school um for oh how, how much money did you win oh two thousand dollars and then i get like my own little office in school and then oh seriously stuff. yeah like so yeah so okay. that's that was very nice and then my mentors also have connections and stuff so i'm working on that hopefully that will help lower the cost of um the cost the cost mm-hmm. of the goods just the cost of how much it costs mm-hmm. is to make the things yeah yeah just like cost of like manufacturing yeah, yeah that and so that's what I have going on for the hair company right now. And then while I was working on my hair, I always kept sewing. Like I would sew an outfit or a quick little dress and yeah. I would always post pictures and people would be like, did you make that? Did you make that? Did you make that? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So recently my cousin's best friend, do you know Aisha? I think so. Okay. So her best friend, Tita, she actually started her own fashion business called Tila Vey. And stuff. So she made she um she dragged me along to one of one fashion show that she had, and I and I loved it. Like I fell yeah. in love, and ever since what I just was this? this was this okay. This was a while back, the first fashion show we went to. But we ever since we've been going to like a couple of shows. I just went to a show with her recently, um, in St. Paul. And, and is, it, is it a bunch of like local brands? Or? Yeah, it's, it's like a bunch of local uh-huh. brands. It's just nothing but local brands. Gotcha. That was really dope. And it was just it was just um, very inspiring. Like, oh, OK, you did that. Oh, oh OK. Like it was just so mm-hmm. inspiring. I bet it was like probably really great for like networking. As it well, was. Like- it was. And the girls were just super, super nice. And it's like it's not just designers. There's also models and there's people there as well to buy and stuff like that. So that was a great experience. So um, ever since me and her, we've been talking, thinking about a col- um, co- collabing and stuff. 
but it's like I don't want to do too much at at a time. Yeah. Like I want to have my feet in the water, but uh-huh. not be there like fully. Of course, so, I mean, you don't have like too much stuff that like you know starting to like get overwhelmed with like you know mm-hmm. how much you have on your plate. Um, but like to that extent. Um, I know you said you had like a, a gene like company yeah, that you like, had in the that. works. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is I also have a gene company that I was supposed to be working on, but me and my partner didn't work at as well. So that's kind of on hold. And that's how I met Tita. And now everything's just been going great with Tita. I'm more on the streetwear side. She's more into like the African prints and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're talking and we came up with this nice idea, which I'm really looking forward to. So it's like combining my idea with her. So it's like it's um, her company and I'm just like underneath her. And yeah. I feel like that's like um, a great start for me because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not too overwhelmed. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm still able to do what I love. So once it's like once I. Succeed, so does she already have like a fully like established. Um, fully established. And like. She, yeah. So you're basically like working under her as like an assistant. Or yeah. Like, as an assistant, pretty yeah. much as an assistant. Mm-hmm. And she also allows me to like put my ideas out there. So like if I have an idea that I like. Um, I could show her and like doing a run, like doing a walkway and stuff, a model will wear one of my piece and stuff, but at the same time still under her. So we're like yeah. united. Yeah. So I, I really love that. So I have that with her and then I also have trading. So I came across trading again, my sophomore, no senior year, my senior year of high school came across, um, Trading. I didn't, again, it was this huge get rich quick, um, <laughs> bringing this person, bringing uh-huh. that. So my cousin called me. She talked me into it. I think I paid like 260 or 280 to join IML's team or maybe What's it was that? 240. IML, um, IML Academy pretty much is this company. They're supposed to help teach you how to trade. But trade, do you mean like stocks? Um, trade as in the Forex, um, Forex um, industry. Okay. So like they have um, so cur- currency, currency, yeah, trading. forex currency. So they have currencies, they have um, bitcoins and um, US thirty, and so like different indices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she told me about that. It sounded good. I joined again. I was pro- I procrastinated a lot because I'm like I still have I have a whole thirty days membership. Da-da-da. Plus yeah. they made it seem like oh, okay, if you don't know how to trade, we have a group where you can get signals and stuff, so you can just copy off the signals until you learn. So I finally started watching the videos. Videos wasn't, the company wasn't really doing as good of a job as they could. Like there was still some parts that was complicated for, especially for somebody like me who just started like fresh in the water. So I had to go out my way to watch some YouTube videos and stuff. So one of my favorite people was, well, is the um, Swag Academy um, Ty, he does a great job. Are these He's, like YouTubers? Yeah, these are YouTubers. Like yeah, on Forex and stuff. They go into detail. They show you strategies. They talk about do's and don'ts and stuff. So I actually learned more from them than I did from the academy. So after a while, I just left the academy. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was also the team. They were more focused on bringing people in. I, yeah, I guess you call it the the pyramid scheme mm-hmm. or whatever. You didn't learn your lesson the first time. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> So there was that, and I just got tired of it. So I yeah. left that team. So I, I was training um, by myself for a while now. And this is when COVID came. This is when the whole COVID pandemic happened. So it was like... So around like 2020? Yeah, like, 2020. Yeah. So 2020, quit the team. I'm trading by myself now. I actually met a trading partner. Um, we That didn't last for long. Um, Why didn't it last for long? That was so ominous. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's just... Because I... Okay, so... 
we just wasn't, I guess you could say we didn't have the same drive. Yeah. You know, I want to mean? we just didn't have the same drive. I was like, I wanted this to work for me. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter what happens. I wanted it to work for me. Mm-hmm. And at first it was like that with him. But then at the same time, he was kind of like, like, we were just like, I guess you could say drifting mm-hmm. in a way. Like, you guys yeah, were on two different pages. Yeah, we're on two different pages. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's kind of bound to happen, especially when you're putting like money on the line. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of need to be with the game if you want to partner up in like a financial level like that too. Because that's that's kind of iffy for both parties if something goes wrong. Mm, true, true, true. Like. Money's on the line. You're like, you know, investing stuff. Mm-hmm. If you go into a drawdown, exactly. drawdown, and all of a sudden the person yeah. freaks out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's like that's a sticky situation to be in. So like, I, mean, I feel like it's honestly better in the long run that mm-hmm. like you know you guys aren't working together anymore because like you're not both putting in the same amount of like effort and like trying to like achieve like your specific goals for forex. Then like, what's the point? Yeah. So then after that, I was trading myself. This was I think when did. Was it? Did it get worse in like? It was like February to March, right? When they started the lockdown. Oh, uh, it was like yes, February, like, like beginning of March to like the end of February. End of February to like beginning of March is when I believe the lockdown was set. Something like that. It, it all like, blends together. Like I, all I know, it was second semester. Of like like uh, junior year, and that's when everything started going bad. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. I can't remember what that like time frame is, but like after winter. Yeah, it was like mid February to like the beginning of yeah. March, let's yeah. say. So then I actually saw I kept trading, and I started becoming like I guess you could say profitable yeah. at the time. So I was making. How like, much money were you putting in? Oh, uh, so I was putting a hundred dollars. Again, another mistake that I learned along the road to actually get to have capital. So that way that um, I'm not over leveraging and blowing out my account with just a hundred dollars because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm trying to make two hundred dollars. So now I'm over, I'm over here with the hundred dollar account, yeah. taking crazy lot sizes and losing the money. Just Can you explain like, what that means? Okay, so um, leverage is pretty much how much you're willing to risk. So they always say if you always only risk about ten percent of your account. So if you have $100, only risk $10. And I was risking more than that. <laughs> Let me just put it like that. Yeah. And so that's lot sizes. So they always recommend a 0.1 lot size if you have, I believe, $500 or less. Every, every Everybody's different on, on what they recommend. And at the time, I didn't really know about risk management. I would mm-hmm. just enter a trade without a stop loss. And a stop loss is pretty much um, once your money gets low to a certain point, it automatically takes you out. So yeah. you still, so you're not in Oh, the you negative. don't take a complete like loss. Yes, yeah, okay, so you don't I take see. a complete loss. And then you have your take profit. So once it hits a point in the market that you claim it would hit, it automatically takes you out and you keep your profit mm-hmm. in case the market reverses and stuff. Okay. So they have, they have that. Um, I was I was just so focused on like making the money. And at, at first it was good. I was making a hundred dollars. So I started off with like I was start off with like a day? Yeah, a hundred dollars a day. And it was just very I like I was excited. I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't make this much at my job. Mm-hmm. So um I would so market opened Sunday at five. So on Sunday I would make sure my account is funded, ready to go. Make my hundred. My favorite pairs is GJ, so GBP and JPY, so Japanese and the Great British Pound. So that's my favorite. That was my favorite pair to trade. I yeah. studied it. I knew 
um, how we move. It was volatile enough to the point where I could catch my pips. Mm -hmm. So pips is pretty much steps, like points. So like the mark goes up a step, two steps. And so, so my goal was to catch my pips, get out. But at the time I was greedy, so I never (laughs) stick to my trading plan. (laughs) That's how I blew out my account later. So um, I would catch my... So, So how much of a loss did you end up taking? Okay, so at first, before I became profitable, I would say I probably lost like three hundred dollars. Okay, not too big. Yeah, not too I'm very cheap with this back then. <laughs> so, um, so once I started making that hundred dollars a day, so by the end of the week, my account would be up to like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I would then withdraw, and then I would keep my um hundred dollars in, and then start all over again. I would repeat that until one point there was like a huge drop in um. In the market, I think it was for UJ, so it's the USD and um, JPY again, Japanese yen. So it was like a huge drop for them. The market was dropping, so I was selling. I was in profit. I was extremely happy. So I kept taking crazy lot sizes because at one point I was like two hundred dollars in yeah. um, profit. Should have taken the money and just left. <laughs> But no, I stayed in. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, the market starts going back up. But I'm like, oh, it's just retracing. It'll yeah. go back down. So at this point, it's where that's where that, the psychology comes in mm-hmm. and um, market points and stuff that I wish I knew about. So um, I'm like, oh, it'll just it'll just go down. And it starts going up. It, start go, it starts going up. I'm like, OK, maybe it's just no longer retrace. It'll keep going. It'll mm-hmm. go down again. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I'm in the negatives. And I'm my like the because it'll show you um how much you have, yeah, how much you're losing, and yeah. how much you have available. So uh, my <laughs> my equity was going down and down and down, and I still kept the money in there. And next thing you know, it automatically kicks you out once yeah. you reach a point to where you don't have none left. So once it kicked me out, I went from I think I went from like four hundred dollars to ninety eight cents because I trade on Trader's Way. And it allows you to like risk a lot more, yeah. but they're very sneaky. <laughs> Just gotta watch them. That so, is a bitch. I know. So that's when I also learned about brokers, regulated and non-regulated brokers. Turns out TraderWays is a non-regulated broker. So it means they're more on the sketchy side. Mm-hmm. So they're as far as like protecting you and your money. Yeah. So it's like if they're if they know you're um a beginner, so they have t- they have two books. They have the A book and the B book. So they they notice that you're oh this is a beginner they're most likely pushing the B book so it's like you're not trading. And what against, are these two books? So a B book you're not trading against the market you're trading against the um, broker itself. Okay. So it's like it's a game between you and the broker. Okay. A book when you put your trades in it's actually going towards the market if that makes sense. So I learned about that and then I did more research on which um, brokers to go with. So ended up making that switch, but the broker didn't have US 30, which I love to trade. It's the top US, it's the top 30 US companies, very volatile, like very, very, very. So did research on that. And ever since I've just been doing more and more research to the point where I'm able to make like a steady profit now. Like mm-hmm. it's not a lot, but like it's steady. So if I yeah. I could take three losses back to back and I won't blow out my mm-hmm. account because now I know what risk management okay. is and stuff. Now I'm more patient. Mm-hmm. So now my goal is well, to keep. Why, why did you want it so bad then? Like, you know, why were you like willing to risk it all basically because of college i didn't want to go to college <laughs> i didn't want to go to college so like, you're trying to like get rich quick and like you know say like hey mom look at all this money i've made i don't have to go to school pretty much <laughs> pretty much and, and then just try to build on from there 
So ever since I ever since then, I just kind of learned my lesson to just be yeah. patient, more organized and actually just like, again, don't rush, like learn the rules and the basics of something. Mm-hmm. And just, again, be patient. I think patience really is the key. Of course. So, yeah, you're not going to get there overnight. No, <laughs> that's I mean, for sure. It's never that simple. And like that, I feel like that's what a lot of these like, um, like you were like talking to us about her, like these like trading classes, like these like YouTubers, like I because I see it all the time, like mm-hmm. these like um, Forex gurus. Um, and they like will try to like shill you whatever they want to like, you know, make a quick profit. Like, hey, join my like, you know, Discord with like, um, like uh shoot what, what are they called um did they have discord yeah, no, no, um, like, they uh, have no, no, telegram no, the, 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 uh, signals signals yeah yeah, yeah. On telegram. Like, you know, yeah they like to you know hey join my like discord i'll have like you know these signals for you and you'll make so much money you know it's only like 200 blah 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 how much however much it is and you know it's just like guaranteed money 400 percent like you know return in a week mm-hmm. um and it's just like it, it's all like ridiculous like and it, I, I just, I feel so bad because just like you're just taking advantage of like people who are, um, desperate. I guess is like mm-hmm. uh, the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, you know, like with any like type of like money that you like want to make long term, it's always like a really slow and like arduous process. Mm-hmm. As I'm very sure that you are now aware of. Very. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that's like, that's like money though. It's like, it's wealth, you know, you're trying to like build yourself up and put yourself in a better position. If it was that easy, you know, we'd all be filthy rich. It would, we would, we would, but yeah, it's not. So out of curiosity, what brokerage do you use currently? Um, currently I still use Fuga's Way. Mm -hmm. So they're not a regulated broker, but I like them. I still kind of use Trader's Way as well. And then um, I use this thing. Are they called OG? This, I use another broker. They're regulated. So I stick to those three brokers. Okay. But I tend to use the non-regulated brokers more than I use the regula- regulated brokers due to mm-hmm. the fact of the leverage and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So then... Um, why so you you've invested in um a lot of things you're invested in like uh you know in a forex you're invested in your company mm-hmm. you know trying to like build yourself up why is building so important to you well of course i want to be my own boss one day like uh-huh. that's the end goal i really don't want to work for nobody mm-hmm. and plus i just love being hands on like i love being creative plus i want the world to like hear my ideas and yeah. stuff and plus Overall, I just want better for my family because, you know, um, my my family, are I come from a family of immigrants and stuff. So the fact that I'm able to be here right now or just be in college or have what I have going on is is like a privilege back home. So I just want to be able to give back for, you know, what they give me for the opportunity they gave me because mm-hmm. I don't want my child or um, my great grandson, daughter or whatever to um, have to go through the struggle yeah. that I'm going through or that um, my family back home are going through. So. Generational wealth. <laughs> Generational wealth, yes. <laughs> okay. So where's your family back home from? Um, Liberia and Guinea, okay. mostly West Africa. Oh, and then you also mentioned that, um, well, you mentioned to me that you also bought a plot of land. Oh, um, yes, we did. Yeah. So why why did you do that? Okay, so me and my mom, we just recently bought a planned, planned, a, <laughs> planned of land, a plot of land in Africa. Wait, I thought you said you, you bought it with your cousins. 
No, my mom. Really? Yeah. I <laughs> swear to God, you told me like you and your like cousins are like something. No, my really? mom. Was yeah, your mom? me and my mom. Okay. So we just recently bought a plot of land um, back home in Liberia. Yeah. Simply just so we could build, so like build a simple little house. So when we go back, we have something to go back to. And then we also plan on like, um, so in Africa, they like, like early in the morning, people will like go and st- like sell stuff. So we also want to open like a mini store around the house. So again, just that, um, just being able to provide for people back home. So it's yeah. like if we're not there, if there's a mini store, if anything yeah. happens, they they're able to reach into those funds mm-hmm. and take care of things back home. So we have the land. They've started the um the like the house space and stuff. We already sent them the pictures mm-hmm. of how of how many bedrooms we want, how we want to look. So they've started the process of that. Okay, sweet. So like you you're uh, continuing the generational wealth, putting like, you know, money uh, for your like relatives um, mm-hmm. and setting themselves up, setting them up. So like, you know, they don't have to like stress too much. Um, and I, I really love that because it's uh, it's not often that you see people like, you know, thinking about um, their family, mm-hmm. like, you know, like back home or like, you know, whether or not um, they might be like immigrants. Um, it's. I, I don't see a lot of like um, first generation kids mm-hmm. caring about their family back home because like one, they might like, you know, just not know them that well or just like not have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, like, is that relationship really important to you? Like, do you have um, a strong connection with like your like your your the place you were born, the people that live there? You know, why is this why is this even relevant to you? Well, I yeah, I do have a strong connection with um, my family back home because I have a, I still have a pretty good memory from all the way back to when I was three, when I used to be around them and stuff. The mm-hmm. memories we shared, things we used to do and plus just watching them struggle and stuff. And then um, just just watching my mom struggle in general, plus my mom, she never really gave me the like choice to like be, oh, like selfish. I never really had the choice to be selfish. It's yeah. like I have to have to pro- help provide for my family because yeah. it's like when you have love for somebody, you just tend to care and you just want the best mm-hmm. for them. So I've always just been like, I guess you could say a family oriented person. Sure. So even when I came, um, even when we moved to the, to America, I was still talking to my grandma back home every single day until she came here. I was still talking to my grandpa, my uncle back home every single day, in which I still do. So mm-hmm. I think the fact that I have that connection with them is what actually helps because my siblings, they don't have much. They don't, they never really got to meet them. So it's like, they don't care, but it's like, I, I like, I, I live with them at a point in my life and mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, so I still remember them. So it's like, I have to do what I can in my part to help them. Do you think that has a lot to do with your hustle as far as like, um, wanting to like be something like bigger and better? So like, uh, your one, you are, you, you've become something yourself, but you also have created something for your family that like they can also eat off of. Um, I say yes. It definitely, definitely because of my household. My mom herself, she's my grandma herself. Both of them have always been a um, like business oriented. Grandma used to sell yeah. fish back home. Yeah. <laughs> um, mom grew up doing the same thing. Pretty much, she just grew up trying to help provide for her family as well. And she was the oldest female daughter, so it's like the males would go to school. She would go sell. 
um, whatever she can in the market, come back home, cook while my grandma's out taking care of business. So it's like it's it's in the household that mm-hmm. I don't it's just in the household. <laughs> gotcha. I can dig it. OK. Um, Another really big question I have for you mm-hmm. Um, on your entire journey, mm-hmm. as far as like building wealth and um, figuring out how to do that. Uh, what what have you seen on that path that has motivated you to do more mm-hmm. or uh, what mistakes have you seen other people make that have kind of like um, maybe like uh, scared you from like doing what you're doing now? And what ha- I would say, well, what motivated me the most, I would say is results. Yeah. Like I've seen the results of like I'm able to look back to, oh, when I didn't have this and that versus now I have this and that. You're like, yeah, it's not a huge deal, mm-hmm. but it still means something to me because now it's like I'm like I'm aware of what I'm capable of, of doing. Growth over stuff. time. Yeah, growth over time. I'm able to see long run into the future and be like, okay, I want this and this for myself and I can see this and this if I do this and that. And a mistake I would have to say that people make a lot is greed. Greed really will get the best mm-hmm. of you. Like it, Greed and patience, I would yeah. say, go hand in hand. So mm-hmm. that's something that I'm definitely trying to work on. And that's where my manifestation comes into as well. Mm-hmm. Trying to manifest, but like not put time, not put a time on, um, not put a time on results. So just letting things play out, um, not trying to rush no process and learning down the long way and just being open-minded mm-hmm. overall. Of course. I mean, like, I, I can definitely tell you've had a lot of growing um, I get- you told me this. You was like, that's not realistic. I'm like, yes, it is. And now here I am. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, dude, I don't even remember like the specifics of that conversation, but you were saying some like, why? I stuff. know. Uh, You're like, in six months, maybe for two years, I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. I have a plan. And I was like, yeah, I have a plan, but I'm going mean, I'm to still get there. I still uh-huh. have confidence that I'm going to get there. But now it's like, I have to be more realistic. Uh-huh. Like I have, I can't aim high all the time, like yeah. aim low. So if, if it, cause if you aim high and it doesn't happen, you're just going to be mm-hmm. disappointed. You're just mm-hmm. going to be discouraged. So it's just better to aim, be realistic with yeah. yourself. Yeah. I, I think there's like a saying, what is it? Um, uh, under promise, uh, over deliver. Yes. Under promise, over deliver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, anyways, like uh, a lot of growth, uh, from like uh, the early stages, you know, like where you are now, understanding that it's okay to have, it's okay to like not have um, uh, an exact date when, you know, everything's going to work out. So long as you have like planned out your path, you know, like how you're setting things up um, that way you, you can like watch stuff grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the most important thing for trying to like uh one build a business or just like uh, anything that you're putting like money in, it's like, it's always like a, a waiting game. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to put things together and uh, with um, enough preparation and a, a little bit of luck, you know, mm-hmm. it might just like work out the way you want it to. So I think that's like the, the really big lesson that I want um, everyone to take away from this. I know it's like probably, it might be like, um, like really simple and like, you know, everybody might already know that, but um, I think it's like we we see it far too often mm-hmm. with like whether it be like young people or even like I see like probably more often with like middle aged people <laughs> like you know like people in like their thirties trying to like jump into investing and you know like you know they'll throw like their money into like the the hot like stock or like whatever mm-hmm. it is Dogecoin I'm always <laughs> yeah. making money bro 
Dogecoin blew up because the meme was funny enough, and that's the only reason why. Well, can I tell you, I still have like 150 shares of it. <laughs> wow. They're not going up anymore. I'll tell they you. Will. No, they I, will. I still I believe. Think they will. It is diamond hands, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, take your time. You know, if you if you have the passion for it, you have you want to like learn and like continue forward. It'll work out eventually. Um, But anyways, I think we are good to start our segment for the day, which is um, money moves. So every week we have um, this like a segment called Money Moves. Mm-hmm. We talk about kind of like a current events in uh, money that like, or just like money in like business that happened um, in the past week or just like something relevant like that. And this week we are talking about Facebook changing its name. Oh, they are? Yes, they are. To what? To what? Uh, I, I, they haven't announced that yet. But, um, well, that doesn't help. <laughs> okay, okay, but no, no, it's like the the like general idea of like them like changing their name to begin with. Like they've like been Facebook for um, forever, <laughs> forever. Yeah, like way way too fucking long. Um, but uh, the the reason for this change is they want to um, move from being a social media platform into a metaverse. Um, and like what that means is, uh, so like, you know, that Facebook has like a different properties, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, they have like a video streaming service called like, Facebook uh, video or like whatever it's called. They have like a marketplace, um, all that stuff. They and own Facebook, Oculus, they own Instagram, they own yes. WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, so they plan to like basically like break it all up and have them all be their like own individual thing that is like connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the met- metaverse. Is like the word that they're using, and um, what I was like kind of wondering is like, is this this really like a change that's gonna like you know help them long term? Um, you like, or is this kind of just gonna like end them because you know like Facebook's kind of like already been under like scrutiny for like you know messing with people or just like having like uh, uh, bad practices as far as like um, like the negative effects of like uh, social media on people. But like, what what, what do you think overall? Honestly, he's a smart guy. <laughs> like, he's yeah. not a billionaire for no reason. <laughs> so I feel like him changing the name, obviously he has a plan. Uh-huh. Some type of plan. There's, a, there's always the first for it. Mm-hmm. I personally don't know why he would want to change Facebook. I I feel like people are still going to call it, majority of the people are still mm-hmm. going to call it Facebook. Yeah. But over time, the name will grow. And it's. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he has a plan. I mean, it can always be a situation like Google, you know, where mm-hmm. Google is owned by a parent company mm-hmm. like you just established a parent company yeah. for all of these different i i think you might be right because i know like uh facebook was getting hit with like um an antitrust um lawsuit a while back which is basically just like um the government saying hey you own too many uh profitable companies um you need to sell those to other people oh i didn't know that was a thing. i mean that that's still going to be an issue even with a parent company. That that's true. Um, but like I, I just I don't really understand like why why now or like why why a name change would really resolve anything. Cause like uh, wait, when have you seen like you know a name change actually stick? Like uh, the I, I'm gonna it's, make it really. I don't think it's a the point isn't to have it stick. I think the point is mm-hmm. just to have everything under 
something that is mm-hmm. not named Facebook mm-hmm. just so it's, you know, not associated with social media anymore or just social media. Because yeah. Google does the same thing, like mm-hmm. their parent company's Alphabet. Mm-hmm. They're still yeah. traded under the name Google. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they still function under the name of Google, mm-hmm. but the parent company's Alphabet. Yeah. So like, you know from alphabet you you kind of spread out and like you you get all of the google mm-hmm. stuff that happens you know mm-hmm. gmail yeah. google maps everything so mm-hmm. it, i don't know i think it's i think it's a good idea okay um i mean i i'd like to hope so but i feel like like at the end of the day um, nothing really positive is going to come out of it for the end user, uh, just because we've already been uh, seeing a lot with uh, um, the like negative effects of uh, social media in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, have you seen the Netflix documentary? Uh, what what was it called? Uh, the Social Dilemma. Did you see that? No, I haven't watched that. Have you seen that? Nope. Okay. Do you know about it? No clue. Okay. So basically, it was kind of just like about um, social media um, taking advantage of like, you know, people, Uh, you know, you kind of uh, feed them what they um, they want, uh, but cannot have. Um, And that's like what a lot of like social media, specifically like Instagram, I guess is the best example of that. Uh, So they'll stick around and like try like, you know, pay with their attention, basically. Uh, with Facebook, I think the the big issue there is kind of just like misinformation. Yeah, um, a lot, <laughs> uh, especially during election time. And isn't that what they like got under like a lot of scrutiny for? Uh, isn't that what like uh, uh, Zuckerberg wants like court for? Like under the Supreme I Court to like talk about that? I'm pretty sure he went to the Supreme Court because I mean he's been to the Supreme Court way too many times. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> And secondly, the most infamous one was because of the security breaches. Uh-huh. I don't think it was because of the. I mean, he might have. I, I don't. I just mm. don't recall it. Okay. All right. Well, unless they like actually change up their practices, which I don't think they will, because it's like far too profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, this name change, like uh, putting themselves under a parent company, as like a whole. Nothing real will change. I wonder what they plan to do with like the change because like it's just you're just rebranding at that point. You yeah, know? but if rebranding, you know, gets rid of half of the fires that are, you know, you're thinking lighting well. up your ass. Like, Maybe. That might, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Think of it in their perspective, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like your company right sure. now, it's nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. Half the people on there are like were on there ten years ago, and they don't come back because of all the shit that they're hearing. Mm-hmm. And if a new thing pops up and like you know it's a different name, do you think people do the research? Will so, you do the research? I think. Um, well, you know, you, okay, so you, you make, um... Because, like, until a couple of years ago, uh, did you even know that Instagram was part of Facebook? Like, yeah, I've known that for a while. 
Yeah. So, um, like, you know, a lot of people just don't care. They want their shit to work and they just don't want the shit that works to be under fire in public media. You're not wrong. And yeah, that like brought to light to me the the importance of like a rebranding, like, you know, because people won't realize that, you know, oh, maybe this like didn't used to be Facebook. So that might like bring back people who may have initially given up on Facebook because of uh, their bad practices and um, just like overall, like, you know, really like broken like algorithms for like showing people negative things. Mm -hmm. um, so this might help them just like bringing back people. But um, I don't know. I don't know what the long term looks like. We'll have to see. What do you yeah. think the name's going to be? No clue. It's going to be something <laughs> very generic, very... <laughs> What's more generic than Facebook? You'd be surprised. <laughs> no guesses? We don't want to make up any names? I really can't think of nothing. For some reason, MySpace keeps popping into my head. I don't know why. I Something about MySpace did happen recently. Uh, I can't remember what it is, and I'm not going to bother looking it up. So we're just going to pretend that in part. But um, anyways, I think that is it for today. Um, this has been the Live and Learn podcast. I forgot our podcast name. Oh, wow. That's uh, <laughs> very reassuring there. Thank you, host. Hey, right, look, 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 look. Calm down. I'm sure this happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and uh, with our lovely guest, Mamaki, thank you for coming with us and chatting with us for a little bit, uh, telling us about your generate your 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 uh, your path to wealth. Yes, yeah. path to wealth. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope um, to whoever is listening took um, a few lessons when was able to like learn it a little bit and realize um, longevity is key. Anyways, um, would you, since we're at wrapping up here, would you like to plug anything or uh, shout anything out that you have going well, on? First, I just want to say thank you for having me here. It's a of pleasure. Course, of course. And next, y'all should go support Tila Bay on Instagram, you know, place an order, get your customs and support a black owned business. And also keep an eye out for Mama Keys, M-A-M-E-K-I. It's coming out <laughs> soon. We love to hear it. Okay. That's a wrap. Goodbye, everybody.